Now, this is a tough topic we're discussing today because endings are hard, especially when they are friendships and especially when they are toxic and unhealthy. And the reason we're discussing this topic is because so many women that I know and myself are and have been confronted with friendships that have been challenging and unhealthy. And we find ourselves not able to end friendships because we're people pleasers. We don't like conflict or having crucial conversations. And maybe, just maybe, we've been taught to love all people. And we've taken that love means staying in friendships that hurt us emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. This conversation today is about finding your voice, being brave to make some life-changing decisions, knowing who you are, that you are valued, worthy, and loved. It's time to get healthy. God is with you, you can do hard things, and that's coming up right here on See Here Love. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, season nine, episode number four. So before we begin, just know that you are not in my toxic friendship. <laughs> Line of friendship. <laughs> Actually, this is a carefrontation, and I brought you all here because <laughs> I have some things to talk about. No, no. I just wanted to set that up. We're all good, I hope. Okay. Well, it's good to see our co-host here, Nicole Langman, author, speaker, and social worker, Sunite Lichmore, registered psychotherapist, and Anu George Kanjanathopal, who is the CEO of International Justice Mission Canada. Welcome. And we have a special guest with us. Welcome, Shauna Barnes, executive coach and associate partner at Novice Global. Are we ready to talk about toxic and unhealthy friendships and how to end them and also how we can become better friends, good friends. Mm -hmm. So let's start off first. What is a toxic friendship? I think it's important. Shauna, maybe you have some, some definition that will help us so that mm -hmm. people can go, okay, do I, am I in one? I, I might be in one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I went to psychology today and uh, loved the wisdom there around a toxic friendship being a relationship that when you're in the relationship with the person, you feel criticized, your body might feel tense, you feel a sense of anxiety, uh, you feel perhaps like you're less than when you're in that relationship, or maybe even when you walk away from a conversation, that that actually physically emotionally and even spiritually takes a toll on your identity, that that relationship Ooh. actually can do that. And if that's you, if you're someone in that kind of relationship, I know I have been in that space myself. It can be really hard to know, uh, just like you said, you know, is, is this about love? Like, am I supposed to mm -hmm. keep loving this person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if on the inside I'm feeling twisted up like a pretzel afterwards, like what is that best next step for me and I think it's really important to take time to consider that. It's good. Mm -hmm. All right so here's the honest throwing it out there. Have you ever been in or are currently in a toxic friendship whether the person is toxic or you are? Mm. <laughs> Does anybody want to admit that? Well, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely perfect. I'm a perfect friend, a perfect woman. <laughs> kidding, kidding. No but I'm I think Maybe I'm generalizing, but I, I definitely have experienced toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. And uh, like you rightly called out, endings are hard. They're the worst, especially when you think that 
there is, there is a purpose for why you are in that relationship. And being women of faith, you're kind of pushed into this unfair space of wanting to or having to fix things. Mm-hmm. And then we add this word through God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you just feel this pressure. So absolutely, I think that's something that's true of everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, what about... Oh, you're leaning into me. Yeah, Nicole, I felt like Nicole was like kind of backing away and not wanting to answer the question. <laughs> well, I, I have absolutely experienced a toxic relationship, and part of the struggle for me at the time was I was also in partnership with this person in particular, and so there was this need to be together. And I think when we talk about toxic relationships, we think it's, it's either toxic or it's not toxic. But there are lots of things about a relationship that can be really good and healthy and well, but that there's toxic elements. And I, guess, okay. I think you have to kind of decide what, what, uh, when it kind of leans too heavy on the toxic side of things, what that looks like. We don't just end up, surprise, we're in a toxic relationship. There's a growth period that happens. And, uh, and then before you know it, you find yourself in this spot. And so that relationship... Um, it drained me and it, it had me starting to kind of feel like I was um, not who I was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that became an obstacle to that, that sense of vision that I felt that God was calling me towards. And so I'm grateful to be on the other side of that relationship, but the learning, the steep learning um, was an intense, painful mm-hmm. uh, experience to their side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this conversation is interesting for me because I, I really empathize with where you're coming from. But I think for me, the, the term toxic friendship is, is something I don't really resonate with because I think it, it, it dehumanizes people a bit. It's like mm-hmm. we're complex, you know, and we have our experiences and our stories. And so when we just say that this, this person is a toxic person, we are like glazing over the complexities of who they are. And we're also ignoring how we've contributed to that dynamic, not all the time, mm-hmm. but often times like it takes two to tango mm-hmm. like one person can't be in a toxic relationship toxic by themselves, themselves. Yeah. No. like you feed yeah. into you, that. you need someone yeah. to be in, in a relationship mm-hmm. with right I love what you're pointing mm-hmm. I think also between what both of you have said I think there's a piece around do we lose our sense of identity in a friendship mm-hmm. that may be maybe more difficult or whether whether we use the term or not actually how are we seeing ourselves and taking ownership around our identity in Christ what God would want for us. Mm. How are we walking in freedom, perhaps in a relationship or not? And then to your point, I love that piece around ownership, which is actually what is our part to play? And I think sometimes my experience has been that, you know, it's so much easier to play the blame game. It's so much easier to be like, oh, it's that person, you know, it's their way of being. And we don't want to look at our own hearts. We don't want to look at the place where we're actually contributing to it. And so at Novus Global, we talk about this idea of love being fierce advocacy. Mm -hmm. And I love that definition of love in terms of how are we fiercely advocating for ourselves in relationships? And that might mean to have the courageous conversation or take space from a relationship Mm -hmm. or dive into actually getting healing ourselves going to counseling, talking to a mentor, doing this in community could be fiercely advocating for both ourselves and the person Mm -hmm. that we're in relationship for by doing that work. So I love the layering in of ownership in this conversation and I really hope that's empowering for people that are listening. Well, it's empowering for me because I've been in some toxic and unhealthy friendships and then I realize I'm the constant Mm. for a moment there. And then I had to think about, is it expectations? Is it that for a lot of women, we've never been 
taught or trained to be a good friend. I mean, we've, we've modeled it. Some of us have gone to Sunday school, some of us haven't. So how do we learn actually how to be a good friend? We watch it from our parents or what people say to us. Yeah. And so it is a big, honest, very vulnerable mm -hmm. show for me mm -hmm. because I've been confronted with this and it's been very painful. Mm -hmm. It's been painful to see my girlfriends go through the ending of a friendship that's been years, mm -hmm. which then impacts friendship groups. Mm -hmm. And that's been really hard to my own personal where I've you know, ended a friendship and it was years of history. I think that's one of the reasons why it's hard to end a friendship because you have 20, 25 years of mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. You have memories shared, you have, you know, so it's really hard. And I think I just wanted to acknowledge for a lot of women, they're in that space mm -hmm. and they just don't know you know, is it pieces of it or do I really need to extract myself from it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the really, that's the conversation I want to have here because it's like, they're not alone, but we, I want to help. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you can help me, you know, in this, in this, in this process and journey. Yeah. But that also calls out the responsibility of people who might end up being a bystander, right? Like, you know, you're watching what is happening oh, in the life okay. of a person. And I'm bringing this in context with, again, millions of vulnerable women who are in a, in a toxic relationship and then sold and exploited for money. Mm -hmm. Even like the many rescues that we have done, to the very end, they still believe that the person who brought them into that space is gonna come back for them. Mm -hmm. So that feeling of, oh no, you know, he did that because he loves me. You know, mm -hmm. he, he brought me here because he loves me. Uh, and intimate partner violence. So as people who are watching this from outside, I mean, what would the, our role be? Mm -hmm. Is that where we draw the boundaries? Is that where we, you know, kind mm -hmm. of say, no, I mean, that's, that's not okay, you know, mm -hmm. I need to be doing something about this. Even if I don't identify it as something that I'm the cause or the effect of, mm -hmm. can I go and effect change. Mm -hmm. Well, I yeah. love that piece about not not being in relationships alone. Yeah. yeah. The gift of community, the gift of being open to feedback. Like, is this a pattern in your life? And mm -hmm. if it is, what supports can yeah. come alongside of you? Again, whether that's counseling or mentorship or mm -hmm. other friends to help you start to see why this might be a pattern for you. And I think in my own life, I deeply had wrong theology around actually my own identity. You know, actually realizing, oh God, and you know, in the relationship I'm thinking of, he doesn't actually want me to be treated this way. Mm -hmm. You know, he is gracious, he is loving, mm -hmm. he has created all of us. Mm -hmm. And so um, that love and that, that sense of identity, I think sometimes is a piece of that healing part as well as doing it in community, right? But yeah. being like, hey, you're, you're worth more yeah. than this relationship mm -hmm. is, is bringing out of you. And that might be okay then to actually walk away from that relationship. You don't have to do that hatefully. You, you know, you don't, is that even a word? Hatefully? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You don't have to do that in hate, right? You can yeah. actually, you can really, I think, love someone. A, a woman I worked with at one point said this, which I've loved, which is she said, you know, we're called to love one another, but not necessarily walk alongside closely with every person we meet. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's good. Mm -hmm. That frees us up from that. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that identity part because you know, what I'm hearing is I've, I've kind of, you know, presented this topic as in like, they're the toxic person. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot about ourselves, mm -hmm. like identity, how we look at ourselves, our value, why do we allow people to treat us this way? Mm -hmm. 
let's talk about that because that's kind of like really personal. Mm -hmm. Like why would I allow a friend to treat me in a way that's disrespectful, that makes me feel anxious mm -hmm. and still remain in that relationship? Mm -hmm. Well, I wonder. You know, you I just know, wonder. I, yeah, I wonder. I mean, in the work that we do too, we talk about vision. And I actually, you know, I wonder, do you have a vision for friendship? When I thought about that, I was like, oh, I think about vision in other ways for, you know, business and things like that. But actually, do you have a vision for friendship that you want to live inside of? That's good. Yeah, that's You know, good. which yeah. means like never thought of it that way. a way that actually mm -hmm. would thrill you to be in relationship. Like you in terms of you being at your best, you yeah. being feeling safe, like whatever those pieces are, those ingredients for you, mm -hmm. you being seen, you being loved, you being yeah. heard. Yeah. Right, like if these are, then, then actually then you have something then to actually go to and think about your relationships and say, is that my experience in my relationships? And is it, if it's not, how do we put ourselves on the hook then for making a change? Yeah, 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 yeah that's like, good. Like in my therapy office, I usually ask clients like, what need is this thing serving? Ah, that's good. Right? Okay. So yes. even when you're in these toxic relationships, you have to ask yourself, what need is this friendship serving? Because it is serving a need, mm -hmm. whether or not we like to admit it, whether it's like a need of belonging, a need of um, being seen. Even when you've had friends that you've been, you've been friends with for so long, it's like you feel a value. Like, mm -hmm. we've been friends for 25 years. Mm -hmm. How am I going to yeah. break this friendship right. up? And that yes. keeps you in these toxic relationships. So it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing that's keeping you there. But if you're unaware of the need and those pull factors, you're just going to continue to stay in those relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's, I love what you're saying there because I think that also highlights this idea of where is this a pattern in your life? Mm -hmm. And what does that pattern point to? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, whether it's a need state yeah. or a place for healing or, yeah. or not having a vision, yeah, right? Like how you see yourself. Like, yes. how do I see myself? Yeah. You know, what is my identity? How do I see my self-worth? How do I see my value? Like, mm -hmm. if I don't think I'm valuable, but I have this friend who calls me every single day, <laughs> they're going to yeah. make me feel like I'm yeah. valuable. Mm -hmm. And even if they're calling to vent, to complain, to criticize me, I'm going to pick up that phone call because every time I pick mm -hmm. it up, I feel valuable. So right. it's really about how you see yourself, which is similar to the vision. Mm -hmm. And also, like, what need are you meeting? Yeah. So it really begins with curiosity. Yeah, yeah, I agree with the curiosity piece, too. And I, I think that there's a lot of things that, um, even outside of that, that keep us in relationships in terms of, fear of mm -hmm. stepping away from the relationship. Yes, yes there's a lot of fear. Yeah. 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 yeah, so the fear, so then we would go back to that question around, okay, so what is fear asking you to do that's outside of what is your value? Like, what is what is the identity that God says about you? Yes. Or what, is, what is fear holding you back from? When God's calling you forward, what is fear holding back from? So when we can kind of interview ourselves a little bit around, like, what's keeping me here? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. maybe it's a conversation of identity. Maybe it's just terrified to upset the apple cart, lose yeah. relationships, and yeah. uh, and do excellent, excellent point. Do some of those. Other oh yeah, things. because it exactly aligns with what I was talking about. You know, unsafe, toxic mm -hmm. relationships. But I want to ask a question. I mean, what when people say? Why can't I just get out of it? Like, I'm sure there are people who are watching this, yeah. listening to this conversation. Just leave, just go. Why can't you just go? Mm -hmm. And the, there is no easy answer to that. So maybe we should talk about oh. that. I, I think there is a piece of feeling so alone. Like your fear can make you feel so isolated mm -hmm. or uh, back to what you said, like the relationship is maybe feeding something in mm -hmm. you that to actually take the courageous step to go outside of the relationship, you might just mm -hmm. see all the costs of that. Whether, you know, losing a social network of people, whether not having that person call you regularly. So I, 
I think there can be at times where we, all we do is see the cost. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think if we have an, ele an actual elevated sense of a vision, of actually a clear sense of how God sees us, that that might actually be the starting point. Right. Yeah. So then what you does, know? okay, so I'll ask you all, like what does a healthy friendship look like then? Like we're, we're saying, here's the toxic, this is how we feel, this is why we're not doing it. But then yeah. as women, all in friendships, we are going to you know, meet other women and other people and build friendships. Mm -hmm. What would you say would be some starting places or what would it look like to have a healthy friendship? One or two thoughts. Before I even share my thoughts, I think this is a tricky part about friendship. Mm -hmm. Like we don't, there's no rules of how friendships work. We don't say like, okay, we are now friends mm -hmm. and this is how we are gonna engage with each other. Here's and the playbook. This is how we it's going to that. be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so then people have like unmet expectations, expectations yeah. right? And they're unspoken expectations and people get disappointed. Mm -hmm. So I would say clear expectations, whether that, not like every time it's my birthday, I need you to do something <laughs> like that, but just like, hey, when I call you, like it'd be nice if you can call me back. So have really honest conversations. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't mm -hmm. like to have honest conversations. Right. It feels awkward, uncomfortable, but actually to, you can actually talk about expectations. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Addison Espilla, one of the content producers here at See Here Love. I just wanted to take a moment to invite you to join our community called the See Here Lovelies. Here's how. Number one, sign up to our weekly newsletter. Every week you'll get a personal note from Melinda with links to our shows, blogs, and resources, as well as inspirational content and a short devotional. You'll also be the first to know about upcoming events and giveaways. QR code is in the show description or sign up through our website at seeherelove.com and look for the newsletter icon. Number two, join us in studio and be part of our studio audience. Take a behind-the-scenes tour in our master control room, editing suites, and studio. You'll meet Melinda and the See Here Love co-hosts and guests. Email us at seeherelove at crossroads.ca for more info. And finally, number three, become a monthly partner. $25 or $50 a month will help us share our brave themes and conversations on television here on podcasts, YouTube, video streaming, and on our social media platforms. We can't do See Here Love without donations and sponsorships, so please go to www.seeherelove.com slash donate and give your one-time or monthly donation today. Become a See Here Lovely and join our See Here Love community of belonging, vulnerable and brave conversations. We are here for you. All right. I think it's essential for healthy relationships to talk about expectations and uh, those kind of rules of engagement. We, you know, we talk about boundaries or whatever that might look like is around like, what do you need from this relationship? How can I, I there was a time in my life where I would check in with my friends every year and just say, how's the relationship going? Mm. How's our friendship going? Are there things for me that you need that I'm not, I'm not providing or that I could be better at? I love that. And mm. that kind of dialogue helps Beautiful. keep that on the table because we can't just do relationships off the side of our desk. We were created for a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so we need to take them seriously. Um, and we need to be honoring ourselves and our God and, yeah. and through those relationships. And um, it brings me, it's interesting because the, the scripture that comes to mind for me is 1 Thessalonians 5:11, and it says, therefore encourage one another and build one another up. So I think mm. that's kind of the ingredient, isn't it? When you ask the question, so what does yeah, a healthy yeah. relationship look like? There's that encouragement, um, building one another up, the support uh, that improves confidence and helps people feel like they're seen, heard, loved. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do we do that well? Do we encourage our friends and build one another up on a regular basis or do we struggle doing that? Like that's a verse that you pulled and mm -hmm. it's like, I'm like, oh, do I encourage? Probably not as much as I should. Do I build one another up? I'm very intentional and I try to do that, mm -hmm. but would you say that's an easy thing or 
is it something that you have to really be thoughtful and intentional about? Mm. I think it could be easier in some friendships than others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when that person is encouraging you, it's easy to reciprocate. But when you don't feel encouraged and built mm -hmm. up, it's a bit harder. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sometimes friendships become very transactional. And when we don't feel like we're getting what we deserve, we don't want to give anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good insight. And I have to tell you, Mel, I actually see you as quite a strong encourager and a supporter and, yeah. and a woman who builds, builds other women up and other people up. So. Uh, it would be interesting to ask your people what they think. It's a nice exercise mm -hmm. to actually even ask your people, what do I bring to the table? How do I show up? What's the benefit? And I think you might find people tell you that you're quite an encourager. That actually well, would yeah. be good, right? Yeah, to feedback. go around and ask get feedback. feedback. Get feedback right? from your like, friends. Or else we're just, yeah. you know, or, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and I look at Jesus too. I mean, I always bring it back to Jesus and how he connected and related to his like disciples. I mean, I, might have, I don't know if Jesus was easy to hang out with. I mean, I think, I, I believe he was, but I, I think there might be some hard things. But it seemed like Jesus and his friendship with disciples was really honest. Mm. He had his boundaries. He was very open. He was gentle, but then strong. And then he also was like, where were you when I needed you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to death and you guys are sleeping. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's a call out. Like, we're not, sure he wasn't being like, hey, you guys, you know, it would have been nice next time yeah. to like really be on guard when I'm, when I'm going to, <laughs> to death. But he actually really called them out. Yeah. But I and, think that's the distinction, though, between a difficult relationship, a toxic relationship, mm -hmm. and being in relationship. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. Right? Like, sometimes it, we, we do need to have moments in relationships where we do have that conversation. I really needed you, and you weren't there. That doesn't necessarily mean it's toxic. Right. I, I do think, though, that what happens to you while you're in the relationship, I do go back to that, like, are you constantly feeling anxiety when that person calls? Mm -hmm. You know, yourself. are you diminishing who you are when you're around them? Mm -hmm. As opposed to, hey, is a healthy friendship actually, you get to be your best self mm -hmm. yeah. when you're with that person. That person actually allows you to be all of who you are and loved and accepted in that. And will also bring up things that can challenge you, but not challenge who you've been created to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like that, you know, and then just think about Jesus too. So I'm on this Jesus thing right now, but like how we hung out with friends and partied and feasted and lounged and ate. Like he was really present. Yeah. He was really present. He knew his boundaries. We've talked to that, about that before in a, in a past show. And it just seems like a healthy balance. I think it's also he knew he knew who he was. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a that's a big yeah. thing. But I think that's a big thing that we just talked about. It's like you know who you are. Yeah, it's good. You and know? he was able to. Every, it's kind of the high watermark. I am the son of God, and so he was able to measure everything else up against. And that's true for us, right? Like we are children of the Most High King, and um, and that's a beautiful place to kind of locate ourselves when we're looking at the health of our relationships. Yeah. And what stands out to me about Jesus and his relationship with the disciples is how is his humility, mm -hmm. how he made himself lower, mm -hmm. like he's God, and he became the same level as them. And and I wonder if we're if we can do that well. I don't know if we can. Mm. I don't know if we want to humbly come <laughs> for our friends, you know, and, and support them when, in their time of need, be with them even when we're exhausted and we don't want to. Um, so that's what I think of when I think of Jesus and his friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. No, that's it's really good. Cool. Well, here's the question for this week. I think this is gonna be a good moment and we can answer it. It's also for our, our viewers and listeners. But the question this week, and I did two, because I couldn't, I couldn't figure out one. But the first question for this week to answer is, what is the one thing you can do to be more, uh, to be a more loving friend this week? Just the one thing. And the second question: Is there a toxic friendship that you need to end or have a crucial conversation with this week? Mm -hmm. So it's like a duel. It's like, how can you be 
a good friend, so it's on you. And then it's a thought to say, is there a relationship I just need to have a check-in and have a conversation with? So maybe we can answer just quickly the first one is, what's the one thing you can do to be a more loving friend this week? Who would like to start as we kind of go this around like the, account of, the accountability table? Accountability table. Yeah. All right. And what would you do? One thing to be what a better friend. I say so perfect. Kidding. <laughs> That's um, what you said last time. I know. Too. <laughs> I, I just, you know. Obviously, you know that I'm kidding. Um, well, the one thing that I can do is be. I think I think what has helped is that I don't take myself too seriously, and and I ju- I don't need the affirmation as much because I truly believe that I'm I have my identity lies in him. Um, so maybe it is to reach out to that friend who I've not been able to connect with for a long time and say, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So don't take yourself too seriously, and just. Call a friend and say, I'm here, here for you. Yeah. It's not as uh, profound as you would have expected. No, but that's good. It's a good <laughs> first step. Yeah. It's not always profound things, Anu. We can just be like everyday responses. So that's good. Actually, the truth is I was trying to avoid the thing that I wanted to talk about, which is what Nicole had mentioned, mm. fear. Mm. Um, because somebody out there is listening to this conversation and struggling with that concept which is not letting them step away from that hard mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy for me to say do not be afraid, but I think it is mm-hmm. helpful for me to say that you're not alone mm-hmm. yeah. and that you can seek help. Mm-hmm. I don't think I answered your question. No, nope, you this answered it well. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Shana, my heart. one thing. I'm going to write a love letter to a friend. Nice idea. Mm. And I'm excited to do that. Mm. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I'm gonna show up uninvited. Mm. Whoa! We're all like, what? Like at the house, knock knock. Let's go, or and not not go inside. But um, I I do. I sometimes I do feel that pull, and I and I don't ever give into that. Okay. Because you know me and my high boundaries. That's why I got excited. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's something that I that I have to do. Awesome. You know what's interesting about that? Just as a as a like a little like insert, especially in North America, we don't show up uninvited a lot of times because we're always like space. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they'll be comfortable, yeah. but there are times I love when people just come by. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm just like, Wah! and then I run out like. I, maybe we need to do that more. Maybe that's something yeah. that we could do this week. It's just like show up uninvited, yeah. see our friends freak out, mm. and yet we show up and say, what can I do? How can I pray? Here's some biryani. <laughs> that's not lactose-free. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you, don't you feel love when people invite you over in their house? Yeah, oh, see? yeah, yeah just come on over. <laughs> All right, so show up uninvited. I love no. that. Okay, that's a good one. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna do similar. You guys have had such great ideas, except for the whole showing up thing. I don't know, but, <laughs> but uh, that's a good idea. But I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. But yeah, it is. Uh, it is a nice idea to touch base with friends, to connect, and to mm-hmm. show up in a way that is uh, meaningful to them. So maybe checking in on what that looks like, yeah. being more intentional about that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Um. You know, I think for me, it's going to be. 
maybe it's a love letter and maybe it's a call I need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I've kind of had to deal with the end, but maybe I just need to kind of re-engage and just sort of see what happened and, mm. and have a, mm. a good, honest conversation. That's so yeah. thank you. Beautiful ownership. Thank you. Well, this was a really rich and inspiring conversation. Thank you so much, Nicole, Anu. Tonight and Shauna, thank you, thank you for being our special guest and so for your wisdom. Here. So appreciate it. And for you, our viewers, what are you going to do this week to have a healthy um, relationship and friendship with with someone? We're, we're really cheering you on. If you'd like more information about the show and the amazing people on it, seeherelove.com. And as we go, here's a prayer for you on ending toxic and unhealthy friendships from our very good friend. Uh, Beth Green, which you can download on our website and comment on Instagram and Facebook. And we're always going to show you how you can join our See Here Love community and sign up for our weekly newsletter. So go do that now. And thanks for joining us. And always know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. This is our prayer for you. Creator God, you are love. God, Jesus, and Spirit, a perfect relationship of love. Love brings compassion and peace. You made us for love, for family, friendship, community, and people. The scriptures declare your promise that your unfailing love for us can never be shaken and your gift of peace cannot be removed. We confess that we are that lover, partner, and friend who lets you and others down. Yet we come to you for comfort and for restoration in the midst of our toxic relationships where we have hurt and been hurt, when we can't forgive the damage done and where we don't know where to turn in our loneliness. Jesus, there isn't anyone else we can come to but you. Jesus, it is your outstretched, wounded hands on the cross that fulfill God's promise. You forgive comfort and you rebuild and teach us peace. The boundary lines that you set for us and for our relationships fall in a good place. When we trust you in your wise judgment, it keeps us safe. Send your spirit to whisper the comfort that is needed. Speak the confidence we crave and keep us in love with Jesus so that we may in turn love all that you have made. Amen. The Bible can feel overwhelming, confusing, or hard to believe. Scripture Untangled, a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society, brings you interviews with culture leaders, leaders in ministry, and Bible thinkers to help you be inspired to dive into the Bible and understand it. Listen for free and subscribe to Scripture Untangled on your preferred podcast app. Visit scriptureuntangled.ca for more information. Thank you for listening to See, Hear, Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. We are able to do See, Hear, Love because of these generous sponsors, Tyndale University. Melinda and I are both Tyndale alumni. Tyndale is where you will experience high quality academics interwoven with faith and a community of students and faculty that challenges you to live authentically, to follow Christ and actively engage your culture. Visit www.tyndale.ca. The Canadian Bible Society champions the Bible as the voice of God, revealing Jesus Christ, the living word. 
go to www.biblesociety.ca. And finally, the International Justice Mission Canada rallies Canadians to the fight to end slavery and violence in our lifetime and prove that justice for the poor is unstoppable. Go to ijm.ca today. Please check out these amazing organizations who are doing life-transforming work and who we are proud to be partnered with.